everybody and welcome to the first ever On The Counter podcast. I'm Dan Williamson and I'm joined with Jacob, Scott and Nat. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. This is going to be um, interesting. It is our first first podcast, so, you know, it's, it's probably not going to be the best, but, you know, we're just giving it a game. So this is going to be a football orientated podcast. Um, we all, you know, we, we love our football. Uh, I support Bolton Wonders. Who do you support, Jacob? Support Liverpool, even though they're losing 1 0 at the minute. So, what about you, Scott? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm a Manchester City fan. Yeah. And I, I've been Man United since since I can remember. <laughs> so, basically, yeah, this podcast is going to be mainly a sort of football roundup um, on uh, results that have happened and. Um, you know, it's just going to be all things football, what we think. There doesn't, could be tier lists, you know, there can be anything. So we're just sort of finding our feet at the moment and this is going to be a little trial run for now. Yeah. Obviously, uh, go check out the socials on the podcast. Yeah, on, on the counter pod um, on Instagram and on the counter pod on TikTok as well. Uh, daily memes and uh, football content. More meme related for TikTok and more up-to-date live news on Instagram. Lovely yeah. stuff. Should we jump right into the games? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously, first game of this week on Friday night, Leeds-West Ham. Where the the visitors took their three points there. What were we they all did? thinking? Uh, any any key it... moments of the games? Uh, I think it's interesting, uh, looking at it, um, Leeds have come, come up, um, trying to play this, you know, this good style of football. But it's it's just not quite clicking for them at the minute, which is ironic because Click scored the penalty. But um, uh, West Ham again, they always look terrible, and then somehow pull out results. Um, under David Moyes, having a decent run of form in the minute, and I mean they're fifth, so it's not like <laughs> yeah they, they did pretty well for for West Ham standards. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah West Ham are definitely doing well. Like you know, twenty points in stats, mm. Leeds were on top. West Ham pull through, and it's especially with the away. Do you think fans had a factor in why West Ham couldn't win? Oh, well, uh, um, uh, well, there was no fans because it was Leeds. No fans, yeah. So I mean, I suppose it was just like just travel for West Ham was like probably it wasn't really an issue. It's not like they played in Europe, so I mean, to take three points at Leeds away is pretty. It's pretty good. Saying that they've taken twenty points from the last twelve games um this season so far, you know, they can probably like try and chase for maybe sixth or seventh place this year. I don't think they're gonna get much higher. Um as for Leeds, I just think they need to change how they're playing a bit. Yeah, well, yeah I, full, think, I think Leeds played relatively well. Just in the final third they couldn't really get their chances and shots on target challenging the keeper. They they had substantially more possession than West Ham with 64%, but, you know, had less shots, less shots on target. And, you know, they just seemed to dominate in possession, but couldn't find the chances. I think when you look at Leeds, even when they were back in the Championship, the way that... Yeah. I don't know how to say his name. Bielsa. Bielsa. Yeah. Bielsa. 
uh, when you look at like the way they played in the championship last last two seasons, you always saw them fall off towards the end of the season um, because of how intense their style is. Mm. They they put high energy, and I think yeah, that it's very hard to that isn't going to work against better clubs who are also playing high intensity in the prem, and especially coming into the December, you've got fixtures like every few days. Yeah, I agree. Especially like they've had chances that they brought in to try and uh, cope with that. But I feel like like Rodrigo, he's come in as striker. He's he's not really started well for them. Patrick Bamford's sort of kept his place there. He's scoring the goals, and um, I don't know. Personally, for me, I don't think Patrick Bamford's enough for you to a good enough striker to keep you sort of in the prem. Although he is scoring goals, he's I feel like he forces you to play a, a type so of football fine. and doesn't give you much. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has been on pretty decent form this season. He's been scoring a lot of goals. He's obviously been Leeds' main goal scorer this season. I think if Leeds do want to, you know, challenge for anything further on, they're going to have to. Obviously, you can't just rely on one player the whole season. Yeah, You've got to yeah, back exactly. that up a bit. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Phillips yeah. has also been a massive, you know, help to Leeds this season. Like, I guarantee Patrick Bamford wouldn't have any. Like nowhere near as many chances if it wasn't for Calvin Phillips. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, I, think I agree. Like, like Leeds is young talent, isn't it? Really, every every club has one, and he seems to be Leeds is that they seem to rely on. Yeah, I think he goes yeah. quite unnoticed sometimes, though, mm. with because um, he he doesn't necessarily get the goals and the assists, but he's he's there finding the key passes and you know keeping the team flowing smoothly. Yeah, he's just uh, he's an English Fabinho, isn't he? Really, just kind of just stays back, wins the ball, and sends long balls over the top. Yeah, but it works. Very good. Does work. Does work. Yeah. Well, should we, should we move on to a uh, uh, Wolves Aston Villa? Yes. Yeah, this, this, was game. this was a good game. So it was one nil to Aston Villa. Um, Villa, you know, absolutely bossing the Premier at the minute. Really, compared to last season, it was quite a struggle. Um, not not the best game I'd say, uh, as in like both teams' performances. A good game to watch, but um, there was a, a penalty shout and also a red card. Um, Who even? So yeah, lot, lots to talk about. Yeah, well, I wanted to say uh, the young Jacob Ramsey gets his first Premier League start, and I think he, he played most of the game. Got subbed off towards the end, but I thought he looked very bright. Didn't make many mistakes. I think he he might be. Yeah. Someone to look out for in the future. Only, I think he's 19. 19 years. Yeah, I think um, Mike Dean yeah. also had a big impact in the game as well. Obviously, given that there's nine yellow cards and two reds. Um, it's been, for, for Wolves, it's not been the season that everyone thought it was going to be, especially with losing Jota and uh, Jimenez. Well, Jimenez to injury. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. It's just been. Uh, I think it's just going to be a slow start for Wolves, and they'll probably hopefully pick it up towards January or February. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, you know the the striker that they're going to have to rely on for a few weeks and months now is Fabio Silva, the, the youngster, and he's. Yeah. I don't think he's going to cut it. Yeah, I think forty from Portugal. Wasn't it forty-five million they paid for him? He's only nineteen. It's thirty-five. Yeah, I think it was thirty-five. Yeah, it was yeah. like so absolutely like. Ridiculous about money for someone that hasn't proven himself yet. He had one, he played one game for Porto, I believe. Yeah, well, I think he he made his his debut last season, 
So to go from making a debut for Porto last season to thirty-five million transfer to the Premier League, you know that comes with a lot of responsibility. You got to live up to that, and I don't know if he will do. To be honest, I can't yeah. see him being their main striker this season. As soon as him is back, I think he's going to take that space. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the same. To be honest, uh, a player who's sort of having a, uh, probably the best season so far, Jack Grealish. He's really stepped up and he is basically the main man for Villa. Um, as you see with the amount of times he gets fouled, he's, um, you know, evidently the playmaker, the teams know they've got to try and shut him out. And, uh, well, also, he's had a bit of a mad one recently. Calm down a bit off the pitch, maybe just not share so much on social media. But yeah. other yeah. than that, I think, you know, he's top top player. He's a joy to watch on the ball. And he's he obviously seems like Aston Villa's best man. Yeah, yeah what we need to sort out is off the off the pitch stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, also, Martinez has been a massive addition to uh, Aston Villa's squad. But why Arsenal got rid of him, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, well, I think it was the right decision for him to move away from Arsenal. Mm. With you know, he didn't look like he was going to be Arsenal's first choice keeper, and you know, to go get plenty of minutes elsewhere mm. seemed good to him. It's obviously proven. The right choice for him now being Villa's number one keeper and you know rescuing them many times in that game and many times in the season. I mean, you look at it, yeah. a Villa have only only had two shots on target and Wolves had, I think, around mm-hmm. seven. You know, mm-hmm. it, to start to come out of that game on top is a bit of a surprise, really, for Villa. I mean, the, the, the goal was a penalty, so they've battled until the end and they've kind of almost got the reward. I'm saying another key player at the minute, uh, Ollie Watkins for Aston Villa. You know he's he's bagging in the goals. He's um definitely been a, a very very decent signing. Mm. Yeah, Who I think he's off? Brentford. I think. Brentford. Yeah. I feel like I feel like towards of like ever since the Liverpool game where you know Villa beat uh, Liverpool, I think it was seven one. Um. He's just absolutely been on fire since then. Um, he looks comfortable on the ball. He settled in really easily. Like, and it also helps out that you know Ross Barkley, McGinn, and Grealish are in behind him. Yeah, so, definitely. Like, I think Ross Barkley's also been a good signing for them. Yeah. Uh, wasn't really getting the minutes at Chelsea, but he's he's proven himself now at Villa. I think I think Villa are going to be that the, the, the mid. There's always like a mid-table club of the year that seems to be. Uh, get 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 results. It's been Wolves over the last like two years or so, and like teams like Leicester who are always up there. I think they're going to be up there. Yeah, but I think they just got to make sure they don't get knackered, don't get the wrong in, don't get the right their best players injured, and hope for that. It's just managing, isn't yeah, it? Definitely. Like you, you can't managing imagine what players. an injury to someone like Jack Greenlish. Yeah, yeah that, that would be massive. Yeah, moving on, we got Newcastle beat West Brom. It was two on Newcastle. I think um, it's very, very Kern for West Brom. Uh, they look very out of depth to me. They, I, I really do see them getting relegated. They scored in like under a minute. It just shows that I just don't think West Brom has switched on at all. Um, it's the Cal Wilson show over there as well. He's um, scoring in mangers. Yeah, uh, I think they're just. Um, yeah, like you, like you say, it's a, it's a good signing, and I don't think either team's going to be uh, 
doing like uh, amazing. But I think I think Newcastle would definitely more than stay up. Uh, we've firmly secured, but West Brom, I think I think they're going down. One win in the last five games. What do you think about Slavin Bilic keeping his job? There was a lot of talk about him potentially losing his job if he lost to Newcastle. It's obviously not happened so far, but do you think it could happen maybe before uh, next week or maybe sometime soon? Not really, because um, yeah. getting them getting them up there is is like I think it'd be very stupid if because I think they're just out of the depth. They're not got the squad. I don't think it's down to the managers. Um, I don't think it's his fault. I think if they get relegated, I do think they'll get uh, promoted pretty much straight away. So I, I don't think they should sack him. Agree. Yeah, well, we do yeah, see a lot of managers be sacked, you know, quite quickly in yeah. their when they come up to the prem. We see a lot of managers get sacked quickly, and I just hope that he doesn't because obviously when when he was at West Ham, he did a good job, so he's he's proven himself. Um, you know, a few years ago when he had Dimitri Payet, they were soaring in the prem. So I think yeah, maybe yeah. if he could get a few get a few more players in in January, then I reckon they can. Yeah, keep I, him. I don't know if they stay up, but I reckon they should keep the manager. Yeah, you do see many managers getting, you know, uh, not much chance and binned off quite early. But I think a good example would be Sean Dice, who got uh, Burnley promoted uh, into Premier League. They got relegated straight away, but they, they didn't, didn't sack him, kept him, um, got promoted up, and they've had a very long um, time in the Premier League, although it does look like it might come to an end. I mean, yeah, I... I feel like Billich is the right man for West Brom at this current time. I just feel like, you know, the 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 depth of the squad isn't... You know, this is the problem with teams that have come up from the Championship. They don't have the depth um, that like yeah. the bigger Premier League clubs do. You know, the best player last season was Pereira. Um, and it's just... I feel like it's going to be a tough ride for them, but it doesn't help. Like Newcastle are in pretty good form. I think when you look at a team like West Brom, they're just they're very much an up and up and down side. The side that doesn't seem to be able to to hold on to a Premier League position, or at least that when they are like they stay up in the Prem, they're always down there having to battle. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm we've sorry, seen that over the past few years with West with West Brom. They've always been that team. They've either been in the Championship, would like winning games. Being the top championship or bottom side of the prem, and that's just the way it's been for the past few years. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who likes West Brom? Just get them gone. They're boring. <laughs> get them gone. No one likes yeah. them. I agree. I think it's it. Uh, Everton. Anyway. Well, the, the Manchester well, derby. The, the bit, I know it's pretty uneventful, so you, you might I mean, have forgotten it. I was thinking about saving it to last, but you know, best There's of not last. Much to save, really, is there? Say, really. Um. It's up to you. Well, what do you want to go to through now? I mean, we'll I feel like Derby. we'll go in order. Go in order. Yeah, go with the yeah, Derby. Go in order. So City United, uh, nil nil. A pretty mm. um, bit of a stinker, someone say. Both not much really to talk about, it. really, is there? Literally no. nothing happened. Both teams played it safe. No one really attacked until maybe the last fifteen. Yeah, I think yeah, that was I, the main I... point. I think both managers were scared to lose rather than going out to win. I think that's what you know kept it a boring game. And I mean, City made City made one sub, and I think when you look at the the fact that, that Torres, out, Torres for Mares, yeah, Torres for Mares, but you could even tell at half time that one of Fernandinho or Rodri needed to come off for for a Gundogan, a, a Bernardo Silva, just to bring a bit more 
forward supply to De Bruyne because when yeah. De Bruyne's on the pitch with those two, he always has to drop back and you don't want him there. You want him between the back in midfield and the, the defence where he can do damage. Yeah, I agree. I, I also think, I'd say in the second half, I feel like Man City had the better of the second half, but I feel like Man United had the better of the first half. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't, can't remember it, an attack from Man United in the second half. Uh, but any attack from City was also just there was no real go for it, a goal threat. Um, I think maybe we could talk about Man United's uh, recent signing Bruno Fernandes. Um, for me, completely, completely changed the team. Although some would definitely say assisted by you know VAR and the penalties, but he's definitely on. Without Shavadai, you can't say he's, he's he's just that. He's definitely brought something to the side. Yeah, he's definitely with that bit of creativity that United needed. And obviously, they've got the forward players with Rashford and especially Mason Greenwood coming through who can finish the chances that he puts through to them. Um, yeah. But they just needed that because they didn't really have anything in midfield with you know Paul Pogba. He's not really been playing much recently. And when he has been playing, he's not been on his top form. So I think United yeah. did miss that creativity player. And obviously with Bruno Fernandes coming in last January, it totally changed the United team. And yeah, it, well, if, if you look at Man United's form, uh, they got four wins out of the last five games with one draw. I think and that's, that they're having this pretty good form at the minute. So I do think they... Well, I, I do think they'll get top four this season. Yeah, well, the thing what is, United, their the performances have been really below par, especially in the first half of games, but they've still managed to get results, so I don't know if I'd look at the results and I think I might be more worried about the performances, because you know the results have been positive, but the performances just haven't been there. Yeah, so what, what do you make of it, Scott, from a, a City fan? It, it, it was disappointing. Uh, the, we have like we had the players on the bench who I thought could have made an impact. I think you know, Torres has been a a good signing, and he was brought on a good time. Uh, but then you have like Phil Foden. Uh, of course, he's been he's Man Manchester City born and raised. Uh, and I think he would have brought that, that that almost like that passion about the derby that that we didn't seem to have. Is that um, Phil Foden? Yeah, I think he, he would have brought some of it. But then I think. I look at United and I go, without Bruno, an injury to him would be detrimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would have been yeah. nice to see um, Bill Foden and Mason Greenwood. Obviously, they've been friends and in the England squad, they've had a few moments of controversy. But you know, I, I think oh. it would have been nice to see them both play together, see how, how that would have worked out. Yeah, I, I do think Phil should definitely be getting in the starting eleven. Um I do think I think he'd bring quite a lot more. Uh, yeah, I think he'd stop playing. He needs to get some game time for him to sort of evolve. But yeah, yeah well, obviously Pep Pep said uh, a while ago that he was the best player he's ever you know been able to manage. And if you think about that, when Pep's managed the likes of Lionel Messi, you know, yeah, you know, you, you're thinking that you know we want to see a lot out of Phil Foden, but he's just not been getting the minutes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else to say? Um, I only watched the first half mainly because it was an absolute stinker. Um, yeah. But I felt like yeah, Luke Shaw actually had a pretty good game. From yeah. what I've seen, you know, 
it, from last season, he was sloppy and he was just like, you wouldn't want him in your team. No one would like want him. But I think this yeah, season is. I agree. Up a bit. With yeah, the likes. We showed that in that game, he played very well. But then yeah. I think on the other side, Wambasaka had a poor game. I think mm. uh, you saw Sterling get past him. I think in the second half, there was a chance that came from a mistake, really, from him. I mean, Gabriel Jesus almost put one away and probably should have, actually, in the first half. And that was yeah. him making a run in between. Yeah, not yeah, well, look at Wambasaka. He's defensively, he's, you know, usually on it with his slide tackles and his good timing. But obviously, going forward, he is nowhere near the standards that uh, a Premier League team wants, let alone Man United. You know, he can't seem to, his dribbling's poor, his passing's poor, and for right-back, his crossing is awful. Um, so I don't know if United maybe need to bring in an, another another right-back or just change how they're playing because we can't have him attacking and relying on him going forward because most of United's attacks are down the left wing with Rashford and uh, Luke Shaw and with Fernandez in there, but you know there's just nothing down the right hand side. Usually we play in Mason Greenwood there, and even then, you know he can't really link up with Wan-Bissaka very well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like United um, they they need to just sort of they're at the stage now where they're getting the results, and yeah, they have to step up the performances. Whether that's changing the way they play slightly with you know with the fullbacks. Um, you know, with the issue with, you know, balls down that right-hand side, it's not going to help Mason Greenwood develop as a player either. So they've got to find a good balance between what works and what will help in the future as well. Yeah, I also think they've had a City. I've had a huge miss of uh, Sergio Aguero. Like, they need to get him back fit and starting. I just don't see see it from Jesus. I don't, I don't get the... Obviously, you can never get the same spark as Aguero, I'd say. It's one of the most... Uh, consistent players uh, throughout the Premier League. Um, yeah, I think they miss him. They miss um, I, I like a proper solid defence, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I think that's where they're going wrong. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think since companies left, I think they've not really found yeah, a replacement for him. I think you look at our, like defence. We've had six clean sheets in a row now, and I think it, it seems to be slowly coming. I mean, John Stones has actually been. Okay, recently he's, you know, he's been a little bit more reliable. You know, he yeah. he he was chosen over Laporte in, in that game, and it's. But yeah, I, I do. I agree, but I do think there's too much change. Uh, I think they need to keep it more uh, sort of the same, so people, uh, the defenders, can understand how each other's are playing and get. Uh, and overall, I think that would make it more consistent for them. I think, mm. you know, you, you look at Kyle as well, he's he's taking too many risks, you know, you have the penalty, he's already given away two. Yeah, he's, he's not season. the one for me. And I think he, he, with it out of the box, he's a good defender, tracking back, but once you get in the box, he, he, he jumps too much in and he get, takes too many risks. Yeah. Yeah. Anything right. else to say? Or moving on? I think we should move on the to the last game of Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, Chelsea. Yeah, Everton won, Chelsea nil. Um, Chelsea's um, good scoring. No. Yeah, got the just a, a, scored his a pen. Standard game, really. Yeah, it, it was def- definitely a penalty. Um, yeah, I think 
a bit of a blip for Chelsea. I think they definitely think they wanted to win that one. Um, I think for me, Chelsea have been very good this season. Um, the the likes of I would say Reese James has really improved. He's really come on. I think he looks dangerous. He hit the I want to say he hit the post. Um, also had a decent free kick. Um, but I would say for Chelsea, Timo Werner, the new signing, hasn't really stepped up enough. No, obviously uh, not. He, he he had a big um, name for himself in Germany. You know, he was top yeah. goal scorers. I've definitely liked it. I'm not sure about the league with Lewandowski there, but you know, he was their main man. And since coming to the Premier League, he's he, he took his time getting started, and then he went on a little bit of a run of form. But he's lost it, and I don't can't yeah. see can't see him getting that back anytime soon. Really. It feels like he's out of place. You know. It's like not like yeah. he's not totally settled in yet. Yeah, I think maybe next season we might see a bit more from him. Uh, he just lacked that little bit of uh, confidence. It's his finishing. I, I feel like yeah. So, yeah, he gets in the places, but his finishing's just now. He's not been. I'd scratch maybe that's yeah, like you said, the it's the new move over. And he's just trying to settle in, but um, yeah, obviously Everton, uh, DCL. Yeah, he's, won the penalty. So. Yeah, he's really, really turned up. Well, um, man, he's been for them this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's definitely going to be England's like striker in the Euros. I like, as well as Harry Kane being there. But I feel like Calvert Lewin. See those two playing together. Yeah. Um, no, I Not necessarily. I, I personally, I don't see. I still, I, I don't see. Uh, the consistency. I feel like Everton are going to fall and he's going to fall with him. Because um, that's just what Everton do. They always bottle it somehow. I don't know how, but they, they do always just bottle it. And I just don't see him playing over Kane. No. No, I don't see him playing over Kane, but definitely uh, if Kane, you know, there's games where we need to rest Kane, maybe he's injured. Yeah, I it, think he's definitely the number two choice. For that yeah, we in a But I just think the, the way uh, England play, you know, we don't play too out and out strikers, and I don't, I can't see them both being on the pitch at the same time, really. Um, which yeah. is unfortunate for Calvert Lewin because you know he definitely deserves it, but it's just you know, Kane's obviously proven himself time and time again, so I think he's got to give it to him. Yeah, yeah so Everton, one side of the pitch, doing very well, don't count Lewin, but how the other side, goalkeeper Jordan Pickford, he's having an absolute stinker. I, I don't know what's going wrong with him it, in this Chelsea game. He's being rash, he's flying out. He he just doesn't look like the keeper he was in 2018 for for England in the World Cup. Yeah, well, this was one of his first clean sheets in a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it didn't, didn't look convincing to me. England's number twice. one goalkeeper to say, you know, we're talking about his first clean sheet in a long time. I don't think yeah. you should really be talking, you know, saying those kind of things. Who do you think should be England's keeper? Question, but he doesn't get the minutes. Yeah, uh, I think you've got to give it Pope because you can't give it Pickford at the minute, and I don't think you can give it Henderson because he's just he's just getting no minutes. Like, so I think Pope is, I think uh, the best thing there. Yeah, for sure. I feel like also Everton, like they did very, they got very lucky in this game with only twenty eight percent possession. Um, Definitely yeah. throughout the whole game. You know, um, they they should really be controlling the game, especially with the players they have now. That they have the squad, 
but they did get the results, so that's the most important thing. Um, Everton, in the last three meetings with Chelsea, have beaten them every single time. They've not done that. Um, I think it was eight years ago when they last did that. Hmm. So, I mean, they're obviously showing a good run of form against teams, so I can't see why they can't do well this year. You obviously they've they've brought in quite you know they've strengthened their midfield a lot, bringing in Alan Ducore and Rodriguez. Who, what a talent Rodriguez is! Even at the age yeah. he is, uh, you know he's quite late on in his career going to the Prem. But you know, especially at the start of the season, we saw him tearing it up really. Yeah, he's he's been huge for them. I think I, I don't know how they've done that. The now they've got him there, but yeah. There's some real side. I think I think yeah. he's yeah, the the fact that Everton, you know, that they're they're a well backed club really when you think about it financially and I think the bringing of Ancelotti in on a on a big on a big wage is has helped them create the signings and create a bit of like want for club for the players to go there almost. It's almost like um Yeah, I can definitely see him being the reason why they've drawn a lot of the players in. A lot of people want to play under him. Uh, they've seen his success at his previous clubs, you know, thinking that he might redo that at Everton. I think Everton, realistically, they've got to aim for Europa League this season uh, yeah. and secure that and then see how far they can go in it next year. Yeah, um, yeah. I, think I, I, I don't see him reaching it. I really, I really don't. I, th- I do think they're going to flop. Prove me wrong, though. Prove me wrong. I would disagree with you. I think, especially with Calvert-Lewin scoring goals uh, at the rate he is, I think they'll defo- definitely get Europa League without a doubt. I think I think there could be a, a seventh place where it depends on you know how the FA Cup goes for other clubs and how it goes for them. Where it depends whether they go into the qualifiers for Europa League. Yeah, and I also think with these the teams now are very used to playing with no crowd. I think bringing in a crowd. Could it might I feel like throw some of them off like Everton, uh, no crowd and they seem to turn up like um, sure. maybe yeah I, I feel like maybe uh, teams might I don't know right react different because I'm sure they reacted weirdly when there was no fans and then another sudden change of bringing in fans yeah I think that that for maybe not Everton but for other clubs it could be I don't think that's necessarily it you know I think definitely what's helped them this season is their new midfield. Um, because you know, there's no fans. That's been the same for everyone, and you know we've mm-hmm. not seen the same change in a team uh, as we have with Everton positively, um, and it's really helped them. I think when fans do come back, that maybe all the fans with this new Everton side will maybe get more behind them and help them a bit more. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. what what I mean is like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, as in what I mean though, like teams like Man United, I feel they thrive off the having fans getting results. So maybe they're pushing up because they're not because they don't have fans is what's helping them. It's the fact that the other team doesn't because it's definitely some teams get pushed up more by not having fans. Like like I'd say, Man United in eighth. I definitely say Arsenal as well. They're all down in fifteenth. Mm. But um, do you feel like, for example, if uh, so? Manchester United, they are in uh, what place are they in in the Premier League stable? Eighth, eighth. Right, so they're they're in eighth. They don't have any fans currently in their grounds. 
So, for a tier, for a tier two club like Arsenal or Chelsea to come up to Manchester United with no fans, do you think that helps? Do you think that yes. helps Manchester yes. United? Yes. Man, no. It, it, I feel it phases the wayside. Look at United. Old Trafford is such a hard place to play. It has been a hard yeah, place to play. I don't think over recent years, you know, we have, especially this season, we have a horrible home record. Obviously, that's without fans. And even with fans, it was, it, it's not the place it used to be, let's play that way. True, very true. But I do still think you get massive boost there. I think the smaller quick. clubs look at United and go, we can get a point out of United whilst going to their ground where it used to be, right, we're lucky to not get a more. Mm. Yeah. It was like Everton against United sure. last season. That's the, that's the sort of like representation what you're trying to represent. Um, just a quick update, Fulham is still beating Liverpool 1-0 in the 55th minute. So, okay. Sunday's fixtures, Southampton, Barring Sheffield United, really. Sheffield United look certain down. Yeah, I think yeah. Southampton having genius. They're on the form of the lives. Third in the Premier League. Che uh, uh, Adams, uh, Danny Ings, banging in goals. And I think they look very exciting. And then on the complete opposite end, Sheffield United look absolutely terrible. I mean, I haven't seen a worse start in the Premier League for years. One point in 12 games. I mean... They have to go on some incredible run to, for me to to stay promoted. I re- I think they're pretty much down and out. Yeah, and especially point. if you if you contrast that with the success of last season of Sheffield United, yeah, you got to ask where where has it gone wrong? Uh, I don't really, really put put it down to anything. I would say no improvements over the over this year. I feel like the the chances they made have flopped. Uh, Brewster, is that his name? Yeah, he's. Really he, I think it was he, twenty million for Liverpool. Yeah, it's. Um, I feel like they may have been figured out, and with no new sort of improvements, they've they've really flopped. You can't expect mm. to bring on a young talent like Brewster to change the game. He's not. He's not a player like that. I feel like True. him staying at Liverpool could have been a better idea, or going on loan to like Blackburn, like uh, Harvey Elliott has. You know, I don't think he should mm. have gone to Premier League club, mainly because I feel like it's just. Um, it's not the right place for him at the current time. You look at Sheffield United; they didn't even have a shot on target yesterday. It's just, they've got no kind of yeah up front forward drive. Them. Really, you look at the, their attacking options on the bench or even on the pitch. You don't go any of them are going. Are they going to guarantee them ten goals, ten goals a season, fifteen goals a season, which a lower club needs? Not only the striker, no, is going to get goals, which brings results. As we're yeah, talking on the about side to that, I think yeah. Southampton were you know, brilliant and have been really performing this season. I think yeah. Che Adams has obviously stepped up when they needed him to with Danny Ings injured for a few games. And I can see them them two really being a threat towards sides this season with them both playing together. Definitely. I also think that uh Ward Prowse has been absolutely outstanding for Southampton uh this season so Set far. Peace, merchant. You know, that's the reason why they're currently sitting third in the Premier League. No, they're not going to stay up yeah. there, but they're definitely going to be hitting sixth, seventh. Do you think yeah, well, who's going to finish uh, higher, uh, Southampton or Everton? Everton. Yeah, I'd probably I probably say Everton, yeah. 
They are, like, they are three mm. points behind them at the minute, but I think that I think Everton will keep at this constant form. But I don't think Southampton can keep it up really. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think either side will be able to keep up the the way, that, especially Southampton, the way they are now. But I, I do think Everton will probably pit them at the end. Mm. Fine, I want to move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Crystal Palace, Tot- Palace, Tottenham. Yeah, a bad result for Tottenham, really. One one. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. You've got to say it's a bad result, haven't you? You got you got the classic Kane Son link up. The the goal. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's going to be most pleased about it. The the keeper, but it mm-hmm. it's gone in. Um, again, Kane and Son absolutely tearing up the Premier League. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The, everything top Tottenham the does seems to come through those two players. Uh, either yeah. a Son assist and Kane goal, or the other way around. Which you know, it's it's all good, but you've got to also think you can't always rely on those two players. You know, yeah, you've got to see a bit of something from the rest of the team, which we haven't done so far. Yeah, I, I felt you definitely saw that last season with, when Kane got injured. They really, well, yeah. they, all they had was Son really, and they really, really depended on him. And then he ended up breaking his arm, and they they really flawed. But I think Jose Mourinho's got what he wants now from his players. I think yeah, they, they it, probably understand. Yeah, what they want to do. If, if Tottenham can keep, especially those two players, but the rest of the team fit. Then you've got to think they've got to be title contenders at some point. Yeah, definitely. Year for that. With, with 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 Spurs, you look at the way they played Crystal Palace today, and then you look at the way they played City or they play, they've played the top teams. It, it it's very similar the way that they approach the game, and I think that's almost a flaw of them is that when they go into these like maybe slightly smaller clubs, they're still. Approaching it in a similar way, where you really realistically you need to be going to Crystal Palace and going right. We need to hammer these lot instead of it being an even game. Yeah, yeah. Tottenham seem to do better having less possession in the game and counter-attacking football with Kane and so on the break. Yeah. Um, obviously, in this game, they're low-key rapid. He's, he's, he's actually rapid. Mm-hmm. Not sure. We've, we've seen him drop back a lot this year into more of like a number. Yeah. Yeah, CDM number nine, number, and number play 10. more of them them <laughs> filler passes yeah. to Son. Really, yeah. he used to be like a target man in the box, whereas now he kind of drops back a bit more into yeah false nine Bobby ball. roll. Yeah, well, we know he's got that long shot in him. We've seen that today and plenty of times before. So I think yeah, maybe especially when he gets older in his career, I can see him dropping dropping into midfield a bit because he's definitely got the technique and the passing ability to play there. Definitely, I, I think. Crystal Palace just doing Crystal Palace things mid table. Don't don't think they'll get relegated. Um, getting no, the results. Uh, obviously, just got main man Zaha. He's doing well for them, like usual. He's performing. Um, yeah, it's just not much to say really about Crystal Palace. Just being no offense, Crystal, Crystal Palace fans, but the bog standard people they are. Mm, I agree. That takes us up to uh, to Liverpool, doesn't it? Now currently. I think yeah, currently one nil. You know, currently one nil to to Fulham. Yeah, Bobby Reid scoring in the twenty uh, fifth minute. But I feel like with Liverpool, the biggest thing for them this season is definitely the injuries. Like losing Jota yeah, today for six to twelve weeks, I think it is with a knee injury. Oh, yeah. You know that will he be back just before Champions League? We don't know. Yeah. Um. That's what I hope for as a fan, but. 
I just and feel obviously, like obviously Virgil Van Dijk that injury. Yeah. It's that's what a key man he was yeah, then last season. That's... Yeah, and, that's it. You know, so pretty much the whole of this season he's going to be gone. Yeah, I think it's com- it's completely brutal for them. I think they stand little chance now. Um, do I think they're going to win the league? No. I, well, we'll get on to it later. We'll get on to that uh, later. Well, well, never mind. We'll move on to it now. Um, that's all the fixtures. The, the other ones left, we've got a Leicester, Brighton, Arsenal, Burnley. But, um, yeah. So, well, what do you think about them games? What do you predict? Leicester City, Brighton. Uh, well, obviously with Ars- Ars- wait, should we do Arsenal? Oh, they're the same time, the games, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Arsenal have to get a result at Burnley, seeing the form <clears> Burnley <throat> are on. And if they don't, then you, it's seriously serious um, warning signs say, for Arsenal there. I would say for me, I've, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but I did say it. Mark, Michael, Arteta, Michael Arteta, sorry. I think... I think it was a very bold signing. I, mm. I, I no actual managing experience. I've only been an assistant manager. I think it's a huge leap to go for Arsenal to be in your, your top yeah. club. Uh, your first club, sorry. Um, I, I, th- I thought you'd struggle. They currently are they're currently in 15th. So definitely not wanting, uh, not getting the results they need. And a team like Burnley in the poor form they're having um, at 18th. They they've got to take they got to take that they got to win that one. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they have to. If not, it's a big big shout for uh, Arteta to think about leaving. The I'm gonna go two one, two one Arsenal. Yeah, I'll probably go one nil. I, I might go one nil Burnley. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one one draw. Fairs. Leicester City Brighton. I'll say one one draw. Yeah, obviously Leicester, Leicester. played very well Fifth. in the. Um, in the Europa League this week. Is that going to affect them coming into this game? I don't really think it is. Um, yeah. Brighton as well, you know, picking up a draw against Liverpool two weeks ago. Um, that's, you know, that's probably the best result they're going to get against Liverpool. Okay. I feel like the Brighton look good, um, but they're, they're just not getting the results. Some would yeah. say they've been unlucky. For example, the United game. Um, but uh, players like Eric Lamptey really stepped up. Yeah, uh, but, and Malpai um, has been pretty good this year. Yeah. But do I think they're going to get relegated? No. But they, they need to get uh, some results. They're going to be down there, realistically. I think, you know, you look at all the clubs that are in, and I, I said it already today, you've got Arsenal, you look at Brighton, they've just hung on, hung on with Malpai getting a few goals, but Arsenal, you look at them going... Aubameyang was their goal scorer and was the reason they had a good end to the last season but he's not been there since he signed a new contract yeah um, so we're going to move on to um, who we think are going to who's going to win the Premier League like, we'll do top four and who we think is going to get relegated right so okay. th- Dan who do you well, you go first we'll start with well, you, who, who's going to win it right, actually start with fourth three two and one so I think in fourth place going to be tough you know obviously the Premier League top four has usually been pretty much the same with but I don't think I don't think United will get there this year unfortunately I think the top four will be Spurs Liverpool Chelsea and Leicester I think Leicester will get there uh, you know obviously they missed out 
Yeah, they missed out last year. Um, but uh, I think they'll do it this year, especially since I don't think United will get there, who took their place last year. Yeah, I can't Wait, see so United. Wait, say again? Who did you say? I think Leicester will come fourth. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea third, Liverpool second, and Spurs will win City it. City not I getting think. top four? I can't see them getting top four at the minute. Wow. They're dropping think... points too easily. True. Uh, they've got a game in hand at the minute, at ninth. Uh, they win that, they go fifth, fourth or fifth. Um, I would say, yeah, I, I think Tottenham's going to win it. If they, they keep up how they're doing. Um, uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to go Liverpool second. Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like Man United might get top four. I'm going to go City third, United fourth. I, th- I think they will. They Who's will win it for you. I think. I think Tottenham's got to win it. I, th- I think they. I think out of all years, this is the year they have the best chance. Yeah, obviously I, the I year like Leic- Leicester won the league was yeah, there. The last real, real chance to win it. So I think they've got to come and take this opportunity really now. Yeah, definitely. Mm. What about you, Jacob? Um, personally, I think it's going to be quite similar to yours. Now, I think Tottenham will win the league this year, especially you know they've not had a huge amount of injuries uh, this season. They've got the depth. They've got Lasalso. They've got Kane, Son. You know they've got Vinicius if they need another striker, and he's proven he's scored goals in the uh, in Europe. So I feel like Tottenham are going to go first. Don't think Liverpool are going to get second this season, mainly just because of the injuries. I don't think they're going to have the depth this year to fight for that title, uh, even though they are playing, you know, relatively good football. I just with Champions League and cup runs, I just don't think it's going to be their year. So I, I reckon. Yeah, I do think though, if if the fans come back, uh, the, when when the fans come back in full force, I do think that will give them a massive home boost. I think they could pick up some results where you, you, you'd see them lose uh, under no fans. Um, but yeah, I do think it, they might. it's going to be tough for them to finish second, I think. Yeah, and you talked about the injuries. And I think if they're, put, if they're in second place now, currently without the injuries, and the injury, injured players will start coming back throughout the season and just boost yeah. that squad. So I think they'll be able to maintain second place uh, for the majority of this year and finish there. I feel like Chelsea are going to come second this season. I think if Werner settles in the next month, month and a half, they'll start flying and they'll be unstoppable and they'll come second. Um, I, I still don't think they're going to surpass Tottenham at this stage. Mm. Uh, in th- fourth, obviously, because uh, Liverpool are in third. I reckon United might scrape it. If not, mm. it's going to be Everton. See, so, you, you're again not seeing City in the top four. No, I don't. I don't think City. I feel like they're just they're not. You know, the, the United game proved it. Like they're not. They were too afraid to go and attack and get get forward and you know get get those goals. And I don't think Jesus is gonna step up to the plate. Fraudiola, it's needed. Yeah. What so about you, Scott? That's my City, City fan himself. <laughs> City have a make or break month. They have they have December now, and then they have 
um, they have a period of time, I think February, March, where literally we have a big game after big game after big game after big game. Uh, and that'll be dependent on whether they get top four or they'll end up like fifth or sixth. Uh, Tottenham, I think, are going to come second. I think Liverpool are going to win it. I think Chelsea are going to be third. And I reckon for fourth place, I think it'll be a battle between... I think fourth and sixth will be Leicester, City, United, either them three between them lot. Bottom three, yeah. yeah. Should you bottom three? You, your bottom three to get relegated. Uh, I think currently it's Burnley West from Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United definitely going down. West Brom, I think, are definitely going down. And I think Fulham will go down. I was going to say Fulham. Yeah, no, I, think, no. I think Burnley have the Premier League experience to stay up, especially with Sean Dyke. Um, you know, we've saved them from relegation plenty of times, and I think he will do again this season. I think they'll start picking up some, some points here and there, which will end up saving them. But I don't think Fulham uh, have it in them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. I completely agree. Uh, could Brighton get relegated? At, they got a game in hand at the minute. Actually, looking at this, uh, Burnley got two games in hand. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely think Burnley are getting relegated. Mm. To, to mix it up, I'm going to go Sheffield United, West Brom, Brighton. Brighton. In that order? I think Brighton, yeah. Brighton I, don't, I think, are always so. going to be down there. Unless they somehow one season they have... Like a, an incredible lucky season, but I think they're they're, they're always going to be a bottom half of the table relegation battle club. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say they're they're always going to be in that fight for points towards the end of the season. But I think they'll, I think they won't ever verge into the relegation zone this season. But I think they'll always be around it. Yeah. So to finish off the show today, uh, we're going to talk about Quincy Promes. As uh, this morning, there was a report uh, by the. Dutch police. Uh, I don't know what they're called over there. They're probably called uh, police here or whatever. Um, <laughs> it, it, look, it, it is what it is, boys. But um, allegedly, he's uh, chef someone up in general English. That a is family to, member. Uh, to stab someone. Yes, and it's a family member, like Nat said. Um, he's currently jailed for three days. Um, yeah, I feel like it's it's a weird one. Um, you wouldn't expect to come in in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was it, when I read the news, I was completely shocked by it, thinking this is a professional footballer, and he's gone and done something like that. You just think you know, played like this, especially in in the Netherlands. He must be a role model to a lot mm. of Ajax fans. Uh, I do think to do something like that is just very stupid. Yeah, I, I do think this is a very extreme example, but I think it's an example of um, at the end of the day, football players are just lads. They they didn't they don't they aren't like personalities of role models. They are the reason they're that famous that they are is because of how good they are at football. So mm-hmm. I think it's off the pitch. They're they're never going to be like the ultimate role model because that's not that they're not respected because of their personality and their behaviour. They're respected because of their football ability. And all this is obviously a very extreme example. But, um, for example, Kyle Walker and his lockdown antics. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't think footballers. You can always say footballers have got to. You've got to be. Uh, mind, they have to be mindful, but I think you are going to be disappointed by footballers a lot of the time because they aren't uh, role model personalities. Yeah, they're just. They're, a lot of them are just kids at the end of the day. Yeah, especially with a lot of young footballers. But Promise is twenty eight now. Uh, yeah, well, there, there's no excuse for what he's done. There, it's just. Yeah. I mean, he scored yesterday. Yeah, he scored yesterday, so maybe. <laughs> so it's all right then, boys. <laughs> it's all right. Wait, right. <laughs> right. mate, you screen. scored last night. That's all right, mate. Don't you want pint? Look, it might have been uh, one of your family members probably put a bet on saying, no, if you don't score, you know, Chelsea promised scoring is a thousand to one. He scored. Didn't get very happy. <laughs> Hit your argument. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Promise's so. lawyer actually uh, has made a statement to the Dutch News saying he wasn't at the site at the time of the incident. So Ooh. it is, you know, it's all I hope, I hope it's not true uh, for the sake of football yeah, and I, Promise. Uh, we all don't want it to be true. I mean, but, you know, we really hope it isn't. But um, you know what? We are, you have to tune in next week to find out more about this story. So next Monday, 6 p.m., I reckon. We don't know yet. There's going to be another podcast. There's going to be more info about the Promise situation as well, on top of all the rest of the Premier League games. So Check out the socials. Football news. football news as well. Check out if, the socials. Uh, if, yeah, Check out the socials definitely. on Instagram. It is onthecounter.pod. There'll be a link in the description of this YouTube video to go check that out. We will be coming to TikTok soon with little clips from the podcast and other football memes and funnies. And we hope to keep you all entertained with football content. If you've seen us on YouTube, uh, check us out on Spotify. We're on there as well, vice versa. Um, yeah, subscribe, well, leave a like. It'll really help the channel grow. Yeah, plan to do this every week. So yeah, well, that's and it can only it can only go up from here. Yeah, exactly. We plan yeah. we plan to be adding a lot of a lot more to it. Obviously, oh. leave your suggestions yeah. down below if you have anything. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Leave any comments or whatever. Well, this has been talk the On The Counter podcast. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, well, thanks for listening. This has yeah. been the On The Counter podcast, and see you later. Next time, guys. There we go, boys. Bye.